Wow, good evening, everyone. It's a little bit weird, isn't it? But the presence of God is here. And when he's here, that's all that matters. Um, What I want to do tonight is, um, I just want to speak just for a short time. Obviously, we've only got a short time together. But I just want to share with you just a prophetic word that um, God just downloaded a couple of weeks ago. And in fact, uh, this word is going to be emailed out to you. The full prophetic word is going to be emailed out tomorrow morning. Um, It's also going to be up on um, social media as well. Um, In Genesis 6, speaking of Noah, there's a beautiful, beautiful phrase about Noah where it says this, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. You know, we've all had to adapt our lives over the past few months and church leaders, we've had to adapt as well, just like everyone else in society. And it's a little bit weird preaching to people with masks on. Who would have thought that a few months ago? Um, even weirder, I, had, um, I was speaking at a, a church conference right at the start of lockdown, uh, but of course I couldn't be there physically, and so they decided to do it over Zoom. And so um, I was preaching, and I could see all the people on their screens, on their cameras. They were all watching me preach, and I could see them, but they were all on mute. And so I was preaching. I, I did three sessions, and it was really strange. There were no amens. There were no hallelujahs. There was no applause. It was just silence. And it made me think how often we can do what we do for the applause of people. And I don't just mean kind of when, when you're on a stage like this. I mean, many of us live our lives looking for the applause, the approval of people. Certainly in this kind of social media age, it's all about how many views, how many likes, how many shares. But really, the only person's opinion that matters is God's. And rather than living our lives with the favor of man, it's wonderful if you can get it, but how fickle can the favor of man be? The most important thing, like Noah, is to live with the favor of God. And on the pages of the Bible, you read about men and women that prayed for God's favor, that sought after God's favor. One man even wrestled for God's favor. Um, In uh, Leviticus, there's a a beautiful description of the favor of God. Let me read you this and just let these words wash over you as a promise from God tonight. God says, I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers and I will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. I will put my dwelling place among you and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. It's a beautiful, beautiful description of God's favor. According to that passage, God's favor includes fruitfulness. It includes increase, abundance, glory, the presence of God, the fatherhood of God. It involves living in freedom, living in honor, and living in dignity. 
Can you give me a social distanced amen tonight? Psalm 84 tells us that God is a God who bestows favor. That means he gives, he imparts favor. Psalm 5 tells us that God's favor surrounds us like a shield. In other words, God's favor protects us. God's favor covers us. One of the greatest things that we can possess in our lives is the favor of God. When God's favor is upon your life, when God's favor is upon us as a church, when God's favor is upon your children, your grandchildren, upon your finances, your education, your business, whatever's relevant to you, the favor of God. The favor of God is God's, it's the standout factor. You know, you can be a room of, in a room of people and some of those people may be more qualified more, uh, more educated, they may have a better background, they may have more privilege than you, but if God's favor is upon your life, it will cause you to stand out in a crowd of thousands. So, so a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was leading prayer storm, and as I was praying, the Holy Spirit just dropped this phrase into my heart. God said this, I am going to marry you to favor. And, and this, is, this is part of the prophetic word that, that God gave. For some time you have felt estranged and distant from the favor of the Lord. But now a shift is coming and the Lord is reconciling you to his favor. The Lord is marrying you to favor. In the past you have flirted with favor. You have experienced moments of favor, but now the Lord is entering into a marriage covenant of favor with you. I see a hand with favor written upon it, and the hand reaching out, inviting you to take hold of it. Say yes to favor, embrace favor, be joined to favor. You are literally becoming married to favor. The scripture that immediately came to mind was Psalm 30. His anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. Who knows that, when, who knows that marriage is God's idea? And when God gave marriage, it was meant to be a lifelong commitment, a lifelong covenant. It was ne divorce was never part of God's plan or agenda. It was a lifelong commitment. And here God is saying, I have made a lifelong commitment to show you my favor. His anger may last for a moment. Yes, there may be times when we, when we sin, when we displease God, and his favor may temporarily lift as we go through a time of discipline. But that bond of favor will never be broken off of our lives. God has covenanted to the end of our days that we would live in and experience the favor of our God. Let me keep reading the, the prophetic word that God gave. Never again will you be divorced from favor. Never again will you feel estranged or separated from favor. When the Lord instituted the marriage covenant, it was meant to be a lifelong commitment. God's marriage of favor with you will never end. It is a lifelong covenant of favor with you. Today, the Lord is entering into a fresh covenant of favor with you. Once again, the Lord is calling you into a marriage with his favor. 
This is not a temporary season, but a lifelong covenant that shall not be broken. Once again, favor is taking you by the hand. And then I love this. Listen to this. Once again, you will feel the kiss of favor over your life. Favor is coming to kiss your finances. Favor is coming to kiss your home. Favor is coming to kiss your ministry. Favor is once again coming to kiss the works of your hands. For just as a bridegroom embraces his bride and pulls her close, the Lord is embracing you with his favor. Favor is surrounding you as with a shield. You will feel the embrace of favor wrap around you. And in that place, you will experience total security and peace. As a man and wife become one flesh, the Lord is causing you to become one with his favor. As a bride takes the name of a husband, the Lord today gives you a new name, and that name is favor. I see a woman calling her bank and saying, I've just got married and I need to change the name on my account. I see bank accounts and the name of the account holder changing to favor. I see checks being written under the name favor. I see buildings purchased under the name favor. Say amen to that one for the church. I see mortgages being written off under the name favor. I say that for myself. Um, the, mar- uh, the marriage of favor will produce sons and daughters called joy. I'm gonna, th- there's more, but I'll, I'll, you're going to get the, the, the whole word emailed out tomorrow morning and on social media as well. But I, I'm conscious that we, we, uh, we've only got a limited time tonight. Zechariah 3 talks about God being the shepherd over his people. And it's a really powerful description. And God says this in Zechariah 11. God says, I shepherd my people. And in my hand, I have a staff called favor. And I love this idea that God shepherds us with favor. God leads us and directs us with favor. Even when he disciplines and corrects us, it's done with a staff called favor. But in his other hand, he has another staff. And it's a staff called union. I've got that graphic up there. And I do apologize. Oh, it's been changed. Laura's changed it. She's amazing. I'm favored to have a graphic designer as a wife. Um, The graphic I got on the internet, it got the American spelling without the U. But you are in the middle of favor. Amen. Um, cheesy, cheesy grammatical joke for any English literature people here tonight. Um, Favor and union go hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other. The favor of God is not something that can be bought. It's not something that can be earned. It's not something that can be manipulated but it comes out of our union with God. That word union, it's where we get communion from. It speaks of intimacy, fellowship, friendship, unity. God says, I shepherd you with a staff called favor and a staff called union. When these two things are held together, we are unstoppable. When we are united with God, when we have that union with God, favor flows 
but to reject one is to reject the other. In fact, if you carry on reading in Zechariah 11, God's people reject relationship with God. They say, we don't want God to be our shepherd anymore. And so the staff of favor is broken off of them. But as long as union with God is our highest priority, as long as union with God is the thing that we are seeking and treasuring more than anything else, then the favor of God will rest upon everything that we do. Jesus put it like this in uh, John 15. Um, This is the Passion Translation. You must remain, uh, sorry, verse three. The words I have spoken over you um, have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me. For I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting branch and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he's discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. Isn't that powerful? If, there's a condition. If, it says that you're in life union with me, In other words, is God's word in you? Are you living a life of prayer, of intimacy, a life seeking the presence of God? Jesus said, if you do that, everything will flow. The favor of God will flow. Blessing will flow. Sometimes we we, we talk about blessing, but blessing is really the, the fruit of favor. Miracles are the fruit of favor. Provision is the fruit of favor. And favor flows where union is right. When there's correct union with God, favor will flow. Now the president of of the United States, every year will do a speech to both houses of Congress. And in that speech, he will look back on his achievements over the past 12 months and look ahead to his goals and plans for the next 12 months. And the title of that that speech is The State of the Union. And as I was kind of preparing this word, that phrase came to me. And I felt the Holy Spirit say this, Andrew, what is the state of your union? And I, I believe that tonight is a, just a, a night as we start gathering again to ask Holy Spirit, search the state of my union. Because I believe what God is bringing us, wanting to bring us into a time of incredible favor. But I believe that in this season, we will be defined by our union, our unions. So the first question is, are there any ungodly unions in my life that need to be broken? Are there unions of sin, unions of compromise, unions of unbelief, of pessimism, of fear, of negativity? 
And I'm deliberately saying those last ones because sometimes we think of, of, you know, sin as being, you know, telling lies or adultery or stealing. But listen, unbelief, negativity, pessimism, fear can rob you of the favor of God just as much as what we would consider more serious sins. God, are there any ungodly unions in my life that would stop your favor operating? God, I need to break them tonight by the blood of Jesus. Maybe there are some unions that were great in the previous season, but maybe in this next season, God's favor is no longer resting on those unions. And maybe it's a time of reflection and a time of realignment. Just a couple of areas, we're gonna pray in a moment. What about in our homes? What is the union like in our homes? Between our spouses, between our children, between our parents, however, that's applicable to you. If we want the favor of God to be upon our homes, upon our families, there has to be union in our homes, in our marriages. There has to be that unity and that peace and that harmony. And we need to pray tonight and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to have good godly unions in our homes. What about the church tonight? Our union with the church has been so difficult, hasn't it, the past few months? We've been separated all over the place. And who knows, it's hard over a laptop over a computer screen, to, to, to feel family, to feel that connection. And maybe some have felt more isolated than others. Maybe some haven't been that too fussed about being isolated. I'm an introvert. I'm happy on a desert island on my own. But listen, I believe strongly that God wants to take the church, capital C, church worldwide, into a new era of glory. And what God has been speaking to me about is what will sustain a move of God in this next season are those bonds of family, those bonds of community, those bonds of connection. We can have a move of God when we're able to by having, you know, uh, we, we can have powerful ministry times and altar calls and moves of the Holy Spirit on a Sunday. But what will sustain a move of God are those bonds of fellowship and community, and connection. And so we need to ask ourselves again, God, what church, what tribe do you want me to be a part of? And then we need to make sure that we are planted in the house of God. I found in, you know, the time I've been knowing Jesus, that as I'm planted in the house of God, that is what will attract the favor of God to my life. Union in the home, union in the church, and then, of course, most important union of all, with him. We read earlier about Noah. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. But it also says this about Noah. Noah walked with God. Noah made walking with God, friendship with God, intimacy with God, his highest priority. And because of that, the favor of God rested upon his life.